we're here with uh what's your name again <laughs> I don't even know your name. Like, what is it? <laughs> now we were speaking for like five minutes before we we're recording. But yeah, if you want to introduce yourself, the guest, the writer herself. <laughs> Alrighty then. Hi, I'm Ishbri, author of Recovery. I think this is where I get to show you my book. <laughs> yeah, no, show it to the screen, like a little bit closer. A little bit closer. There you go. There you go. You got the full name, you got the three names, you know, you got to add a little spice to it. If you don't have a middle <laughs> name, what are you doing? Um <laughs> But yeah, tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself and why you wrote the book in the first place and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. So I'm a poet and writer and I recently published Recovery. So I published in October 2020. I say recently, it's been two years now. Nearly. Yeah, but I guess like, you know, time <laughs> is, what is time at the moment? You know what I mean? Very true. Last but yeah, years. no. Um, so I wrote Recovery in uh, memory of my mum, so um, she passed away to cancer um, and for me uh, poetry was a way of expressing um, just some of the challenges that we went through as a family but also for me to come to terms with some of the changes that have just been happening in our lives um, and for me having that creative outlet, that creative expression allowed yeah. me to like, digest what was happening um really put pen to paper of okay this is happening this is the change this is the outcome now how do i kind of get on with things and how do i move forward um and yeah. poetry is definitely the only thing that kind of stuck throughout everything that was changing why do you um, think that is man why do you think poetry is the thing that sticks because it, it's obviously stuck to me as well i've been telling you a little bit about my little page right but why do you think it's poetry and not just like normal journaling that people talk about i think in your opinion i think poetic expression is something that's actually very difficult to write because you can have a poem that's like four lines but it can tell you such a big and in-depth story like you mm. don't have to write a lot to still convey the message that you want it to poetry is also so subjective so many people can take different things from it things that you didn't even see. It's it's word choice. It's, you know, how you layer your sentences, layer your words. Everything is like a meaning and a meaning and a meaning. And I think if you're a deep thinker, which I think you are, like me, um, you'll understand that the way in which words are married together can have such different um, interpretations to when you're yeah. just writing something very simply, uh, like in, in a journal. Like I still have my notebook where I just write stuff in. Yeah. And then I take it and I'm like, okay, well, how can I convey the same story in three months? Yeah. So I think I think it's an art form, really. Yeah, I mean, me too. Like I've never been decent at drawing, I guess. You know what I mean? I see all these illustrators out there. I've interviewed a few now. Um, but it's nice that you have the English language to lean on to kind of mesh your points together in a way that's kind of it's elegant isn't it it's like I was telling you that I was watching Bridgerton right and like me writing poetry kind of makes me feel like I'm in that scene you know I'm around that crowd because I'm using proper English and in our day and age right uh it's kind of looked down upon to use proper English because people use slang blah 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 and when I say this I'm a hypocrite because I use a lot of slang you know what I mean? Um, 
but yeah it's it's nice that you know you can um lean on this and it has power because you have to really think about what you're saying when you have to rhyme words together you know sure. i think it just makes you focus on it a little bit more oh yeah for sure and even um poetry doesn't need to rhyme you'll notice that a lot of my poems don't rhyme um and it, it doesn't even have to be really fancy words i i yeah. think the i think the intention behind what you write needs to be meaningful because that's how you'll really convey exactly the story you want to illustrate with your words. Yeah. Just make you get into that um, real deep thought about, okay, word choice is so important. How can I choose the right words and make sure that, you know, the intention behind what I'm trying to say really shines through. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think sometimes we, we put pressure on ourselves to, to be a certain way, to act a certain way because of what we present. Um, um, how we just, you know, choose to convey our creative expression. But I mean, really, I don't, I, I don't see it as an oxymoron, you using slang and then writing <laughs> quite eloquently. I think it, I think it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love the oxymorons, right, anyways, right? Like my whole, like I'm doing this clothing brand, CJ can edit this in, uh, it's called Equilibrium, right? And it's literally just a friend's logo, but with Equilibrium on it. That's the start. Don't worry, there's more coming. Okay. Um, but essentially that's kind of my you know whatsapp statuses uh instagram bios twitter bios it's like finding my equilibrium is my goal in life right because mm -hmm. i've realized that there's always going to be a binary option you know what i mean there's always going to be like one or the other you're going to have to pick a road and you know if you pick the right collection of roads then you're going to get to a place where you're going to be pretty happy you know um but yeah i kind of wanted to delve into the fact that your first book as a poet and you probably get a lot of satisfaction from writing your poetry based on how you're speaking about it how do you feel that it is on a topic that is kind of um i know it's obviously a healing process for you and there's more to it than that but it's kind of somber right like you're talking about grief, yeah. talking about pain and you use that pain to create it but how does that impact your decision to put it out in the first place because that must have stopped you from putting it out because it was so close to your heart so. oh for sure it, it's a very difficult book even to look at today just because mm. of the heaviness of some of the words that i used like it's not a like a really cute romantic poetry book that I because you know that's how it looks. I could write, but I mean it's the just it's, kind of you know. <laughs> I I you know it is difficult. It's difficult talking about recovery, and I, I'm getting better at that. But it's also I think it helps with my own journey of just understanding how far I've come. Like you know, 2018 was nearly three and a half, four years ago. Yeah. Um, and you know it's each year I get a little bit better at understanding why I felt a certain way at that time and yeah. I get a little better at processing if some of those memories or if some of those emotions come back um, and it's part of the healing process and that's why I still continue to write because it helps me understand why am I feeling like this or what has triggered me to feel like this 
and what can I do to make me feel a little bit better? Um, and so that one consistency has been writing. I know if I write how I'm feeling and I leave it, in a few days, I'll come back to it. I'll be like, oh, okay. Um, so that wasn't a good day, but I register that now. Like, oh, okay, I know now. If I'm feeling like this, that means we need to do something to address it. And yeah. then we work through it. And like that's it's kind of like me checking in on me. Like it's, it's kind it's of like my tying loose ends, basically. Yeah. Because that's the way I describe it too. It's like, you know, I might have been feeling a range of emotions that is peculiar on a certain day because of uh, a new person that I met, because of circumstances with jobs, because of I don't know, a parking ticket, which I seem to always get, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yes, I've had a fair share of those. Exactly. So you're you're going to draw from these experiences and you're going to write it down and then you can't really sit on it in that moment because there will be inevitably another moment that's going to also put you off balance. Yeah. You know? And I guess that's why people in general who are poets use poetry to steady themselves you know and maybe that's why i use it I, I didn't think about that but yeah maybe it's <laughs> my uh, equilibrium yeah but it, yeah exactly like it's difficult to be balanced man like we can't always use logic all the time and oh, I, yeah. I think if we if we yeah. you know lived in a rational society we wouldn't have half the things that were going on in the world but I mean, we are also human and we hurt and we feel and we all express in different ways. Some people express positively, others don't. It's, it's how you react to certain situations that kind of make up not only your character, but also your takeaway from when these instances or challenges come to your life. So, you know, I, I didn't have to publish recovery. I didn't have to share it with anyone. Mm. But I chose to because I know that there are many people within the Asian community as well that have had very similar experiences to me. Mm. That, speak about it. That, yeah, that, that, that don't speak about how they feel because they feel like they shouldn't speak about certain things. For example, we shouldn't speak about grief and we shouldn't go for counselling and yeah. we don't need to have a therapist because, you know, um, why would you talk to a stranger when you should just keep everything in house? Like, you know, um, we shouldn't seek uh, medical advice or have medication if we require so, because um, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, whereas that's not the case. You know, I think we should always seek that professional guidance and expertise if that is something that your body and mind needs. And I just think, um it was quite scary of me to for example for me to even mention that i myself went for counseling and i put it in a book for everyone to mm. read and that was very scary for me because i'm just like oh what will people think ability in it it's just another layer of vulnerability on top of the oh. that you're doing poetry for the first time putting it out there and that struggle oh. so you just wanted to get everything at once in it low-key <laughs> Why make things easy? Let's just spill it all out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think um, when someone has been holding off 
on what they truly want to do for a long time. Um, and they've been stopping themselves from doing X, Y, and Z because there's certain pain that's attached to the work or um, they're just not feeling confident in themselves or even you're just not ready yet. And I think sometimes you just have to fuck the perfect plan and just go into it. And that's exactly what I did. And I you, you thought that you did, yeah? If I kept waiting, because I even when I published, I wasn't ready. You know, until you do that, right? Yeah, and I didn't think I was ever going to be. I I think I made the decision pretty quickly. Um, within six months, I had the book out and launched. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. And yeah, just if it gets, if it gets you know seen well, then great. If if it doesn't, it doesn't. But then again. That's okay because I did it. Like I, I wrote something and I published something, and that in itself is an achievement. And if it's only me that reads it, it doesn't matter because that's something I wrote. And I think that's that's what I try to say to myself all the time. All right, cool. I um I obviously heard your podcast with Uncle Pre. That's the reason why I even know of your page to begin with. And then I was like looking a little bit deeper and obviously I've read a couple, couple pieces here and there, right? <laughs> but I heard you say something on the podcast, which um, just rung in my head really well. It's uh, the fact that you kind of hate toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your book goes against toxic positivity? because of the fact that it's on grief and stuff like that and it's kind of like a it's a healthy way of expressing yourself while still being straight to the point so my poetry is very straight to the point i yeah. i'm quite blunt with my words you'll notice that some of the posts on on my page as well some new poetry that isn't in recovery it, it is very clear cut um and it's because i like to keep things black and white mm. I, Try not to romanticize um, yeah. certain events or what I'm trying to convey in, in the story that I'm trying to tell, simply because most of the time it's not like that. And it, it does obviously depend on the story that you're telling. But in this instance, in recovery, yeah. especially, the story, it wasn't pretty pink. Um, and, and that's why my writing, and maybe why it came across as quite um harsh at times quite blunt um quite painful at times is because that was the truth and uh, there were challenging times challenging situations and i guess that's why my words come across as such it's not to say that i wasn't positive i think there were obviously certain poems that are a little bit lighter a little bit more positive but a majority of the other poems aren't um so i just try to keep it a little bit real. Yeah, man, and that's that's kind of what we're all striving for with this this new wave, I guess, right? Like mm -hmm. we've seen the flowery stuff, right? It looks pretty. We've seen the rupee cores of the world. We've seen like, even Vex King to a certain extent, and I love the guy, right? But like sometimes his stuff is too flowery for me, and I need a reality check. So I go to one of these like uh, rebels, essentially, who are also giving advice, but they're on the other spectrum. You know, and um, yeah. I guess it's, it's probably the, the way that you 
yeah, portray your words. I think you can still convey a message and say it in a light-hearted way. Um, but you can also be quite blunt and clear cut. I try not to be too blunt to the place yeah. where it's just like it comes off like really negative. I, I don't want to do that either. Like, but yeah. uh, you know, you've got to find a balance. See what works for you. Like, I know my style of poetry is very different. You you can wear one. I'll get. I'll send you one. Don't worry. <laughs> But yeah, going going back to grief. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's I like straight to the point, but I feel like it can be fun. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it can, it can be fun to be blunt, but also be jovial at the same time. You know, and I guess that's what we're trying to achieve, right? Because we want to be real, but then we also want to give other people hope that they can, you know be happy and achieve their dreams and you know we want to obviously have world peace and all of that shit but okay. you're right in saying that it's very far-fetched to want everything for the world when first you have to you know look after yourself and that's why i think the peace is good because it was your healing on a page rather than you trying to come up with a story for your first book trying to you know, do some flowery stuff to empower people and that's it. Because you empowered yourself through that. So yeah, that's cool. Um, how did you deal with it um, when people were coming to you with no doubt flowery stuff about um, the passing of your mom or reaction on the day, not how you processed it now? You know how like aunties and uncles come around and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, better. Like you don't want to hear that shit. You want to hear, listen, just make sure that, you know, you know that she's looking down at you when you do everything and what you do and what, how you move is how proud you're going to make her. I think it's very hard to... Because it's hard, right? Obviously. It's very hard to say the right thing. There is no right thing to say. I feel like, you know, there's going to be um people who who maybe need that um support and positivity some some people need that that confirmation that yeah they are going to be okay and and it will be okay some love to share memories and stories and uh, a few of those uh extended family members did that with me like oh do you remember this and do you remember that and i said you know this is all lovely lovely memories but I think at that point in time, I wasn't really ready to reminisce because it was all still very, very fresh. Um, and I'm like, I, I'm still in that denial phase. I'm still in the shock phase. Yeah. I, I'm not at a stage where I can be like, oh yeah, I remember when we did this together and this happened, like, like mm -hmm. no. I think obviously it's different because everyone grieves at a different time and there's no correct time. But yeah. I think we just need to be a little bit um, sensitive, but also cautious with the words that we use, especially in a situation like this where you're healing and you're grieving. Um, because sometimes certain words can be triggering. There were certain words that would come up in conversations that were very triggering for me. Um, and I used to have anxiety attacks. Um, and I'd have to go away from the crowd, from people, and I would, I would run upstairs and I would hide and I would literally do breathing exercises because it was getting very overwhelming. Um, but I mean, 
obviously it's it's never done with malicious intent everyone's hoping that whatever they're saying to you is is helping you in some form of way i think we just have to be mindful of how we approach situations like this there is never a right way but we, you can only just say things with with good intentions um and just you know hope it reaches uh, the hearts that it needs to yeah man i mean uh, something stuck out there which is like uh, it reminded me kind of how some girls feel like some guys just feel like they need to offer advice and offer a solution rather mm -hmm. than be there and shut the fuck up and sit there in comfort do you know what i mean yeah 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 like it reminds well. like sometimes you just want someone to just be there alone with you in a room they could be on their phone and they could just be sitting there and you guys in this energy and yeah that's it you know yeah sometimes we do need that but then again i think obviously everyone grieves differently I, I don't know if it's maybe obviously indian culture is very different where everyone comes to the house and it's usually very very big gatherings everyone's in your face and and you know there's there's lots of voices there's lots of um uh crowds um you kind of get lost like white noise in the background and then you're kind of just like on your own thing like focusing on one point of yeah no it's true and and you know you you still have to be nice to everyone you still have to greet people and still have to feed people and you still have to be a good host as well as, yeah like um you know um as well as try to get on with things so it is difficult it's not easy I'm not saying it's the wrong way. I'm not saying it's the right way. It might be what other people need. It just wasn't what I needed. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I I can't lie. I do like going into like a little turtle shell sometimes. You know what I mean? And just like just sitting with me for a bit so that I can like look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, this is my next move because there's a there's a beautiful quote where it's like if you can't see the destination and you can see your next step just take the next step yeah you know um tell the people about you man <laughs> you know what i mean like this is a little bit intense right now like uh, <laughs> obviously it's uh it's a beautiful chapter that you've already written in your life but yeah. what's next for you what do you want to do who are you? Like, tell the people. Who am I? Like, that's a hard question, you know, because sometimes I struggle to answer that. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I am. I am working on the second book. It's going to be lighter. Going to yeah. be a lot more about me this time. It's going to be about yeah. how I've grown. It might even be a little bit flowery. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I wrote the first 100 pages, realized I didn't like it, and now I'm starting again. <laughs> no, I've done, I've done that too many times, to be honest. I'm, I'm trying to write this, this book, which is like a survival guide thing. So okay. it's like a project that I'm going to try and do over the next five years or so. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to buying your book after this. I'll obviously message you when I do. Um, but yeah more about you and your journey so like 
what have you done in the last couple of years? Because <laughs> you had COVID, right? You graduated, I saw. You published the book. Like, apart from yeah, the book, I... tell me about everything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, gra I graduated uh, in 2020, yeah. And I published in October 2020. Um, and the aim was to obviously have the next book out in 2022, but you know, that's not gone to plan, but it's okay. Yeah. Maybe 2023. It never goes um, to plan anyways. Exactly. If you have a plan, it never really goes to plan. Oh yeah, of course. So what I was just thinking is, I'm just gonna write and see what comes of it. So I do this new thing now where I write something every single day. It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to be, um, anything of real strong value it just I just need to write something whatever it is on my mind and so I've been practicing that art of actually allocating time to write because I think you can get quite sidetracked in just doing day-to-day -day things life work that you forget to actually leave time for creative expression and by the time I'm done with work and I've eaten and I've sort out stuff at home it's like nine o'clock and i'm shattered <laughs> yeah, so, and we'll yeah. still allow ourselves one hour on our phone but we won't talk about that you know what i mean oh yes 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 um, we won't mention that we won't we won't talk about those ones because <laughs> i do that too much you know in <laughs> fact i wanted to bring up a point um a lot of your new stuff you're mm -hmm. very open about the fact that you need to listen to your own advice sometimes oh yeah like i will i will write yeah. stuff and write quotes and then i'll be like me to me are you listening this is what you also need to follow like oh yeah i i am in no way um uh perfect or in, in a in a situation where i can say oh you know what i experienced this i applied this theory and it worked and now I'm great again. Like, no, <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not how it works. It's, that's it, you know what I mean? I, I was like, oh. In the call one time and that's it. You don't have to put it ever again. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think it's obviously, it's obviously, it's always easy giving advice and saying, oh, if you do this, it helps. Like, you know, if you yeah. try and allocate time for yourself, it will might ease pressure off things. And yeah, this all makes sense theoretically. But it's, it's how you apply it and it's also I try not to be too harsh on myself when things don't always go the way I want it to go so like that's yeah. why I advice to myself publicly <laughs> and it's the same thing for me as well you know it's kind of like notes to self that I'm really bad at taking that I literally go on my own page scroll back and check if I'm doing the things that I said I was going to do um but I think isn't that a good thing about having a public account is that you're kind of held it is accountability. yeah don't you feel like it's like a terminal though where it's like okay you have an archive there but mm. only if you're on Instagram can you access that archive I guess so and it brings you back to the app and do other things around your page yeah. The thing about Instagram that I've tried to change with with my profile is that obviously because you write poetry, 
it's not an image you can scroll through and double tap as quickly. I force you to slow down a little bit, read what I'm writing, maybe even read a caption, and then continue. Um, what I try to do with most of my poems that I post is I try and stop you and get you to think. And sometimes that's really hard, especially on social media when we're just thrown so much in our face and um, where it's just like scroll, scroll, double tap. You literally got three seconds to catch someone's attention. And if you don't, you've missed out. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really hard to catch someone's attention with words that quickly if they're not literally in bold print, in bright yellow, hurting your eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it's difficult. And that's why maybe poetry doesn't grow um, as quickly as it, as it should do. But also it's not probably seen as attractive as just maybe someone doing TikToks, <laughs> which is also me. Yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Like I, I watch TikToks on occasion when I can be asked to go on the app because I'm already posting something. But that's as yeah. my TikTok goes because again, I hate the fact that it just goes too quickly. And yeah. that's why you want to kind of stop people. But I kind of parked my poetry stuff because I was like, this is not growing quick enough for me. You know, I got impatient. I was like, let me just say with my words. I was about to start um, spoken word and then I stopped and I was like, let me just do this podcast stuff. You said you wanted to know why I started. Yeah. That's basically why it's like a stopping gate. And it's like a way to, you know, uh, broaden my horizon, speak to different people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I think, I think that's the, maybe that's the downfall. I think we expect that we're going to just burst. That's, that's what I'm saying. It is a downfall. Because I think that that's, you know, how I, I felt when I initially started posting poetry. I was just like, oh, like everyone's going to see it. And then it's going to grow and then I'm going to be the next Bex King and we're, hey, like, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you just have to stay consistent, keep writing. And like, if it, if it, if you grow, you grow, that's great. I mean, I, I'm still excited that I have like a thousand followers. I'm just like, whoa, that's a little No, how that is to build up. I know. I'm like, that's taken me like two years. It's slow growth but it doesn't matter to me. Like, it's it's fine. Like, that's technically like a good, like that's potentially a thousand people that are reading my work. It's not necessarily that a thousand people will engage with my content, but it's out there for those many people to look, to read if they want to. And so having that platform is great because it means I get to showcase my work. And if it catches the right people, then that's great. And if it doesn't, that's also okay. And I think that's why I've kept my account public because, you know, I've you want to, give to lose in that sense. Yeah. No, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what are you saying? Shit. <laughs> so I think I've been cutting off for like 10 minutes. All right, basically, yeah, you're giving people the opportunity to see it. And that's like a mindset switch that you've probably had yourself, which was like, okay, instead of being like, okay, I need this to grow right now because this is my passion. And if I follow Ikigai principles, then this says that it's going to lead me to happiness, blah, blah, blah. Instead of doing all of that shit, you're like, okay, I'm just going to take it step by step, day by day, allocate half an hour to writing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And yeah, I kind of started a podcast with the same mentality. And now I realize through not only myself doing a podcast, 
But if you watch any of the other episodes, they're all going to say the same thing. And guess what, guys? You're going to hate this, but, you know, it's consistency and hard work. You know what I mean? That I am very um, wary of doing. And so I stop myself and I write quotes instead to help other people. And in reality, I should just be listening to my own quotes. <laughs> but it's a journey. You get me? It's just a journey. It is a journey. One day, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Do you have any other questions for me? Yeah, I'm excited to read about your survival guide. How's that going so far? It's long. I'm like, I think I have a hundred pages written at the moment. That's really good. There will probably be 25 pages by the end of the year because I'll cut so much out. But ah, you're like me. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's kind of what I want, right? Because I want to put out as much content as possible and then cut it down to only the best bits, which is obviously what I'm going to do with this podcast, which is what I'm going to do with the book I'm writing and everything else that I'm doing. Because I feel like I have a lot of thoughts and I like recording my thoughts. It's like an activity for me, you know? Yeah. Do you voice note your thoughts? Huh? Do you voice note your thoughts? Like, yeah, do you what, voice recordings? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Too much. Mm -hmm. Too much. My friends annoyed at me. Huh? So I, I do the same sometimes. Like, you know, when you're just like walking around, even sometimes when I'm like in the shopping market and I'm just like, oh, you know what? I can't forget this thing that I'm thinking about. And if I can't type it out quick enough, I'll just yeah. voice note. Um, and then I'll come that's back. What, to that's mainly what it is, is because we can't type it out quick enough. <laughs> Our thoughts are I'm really too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a, maybe my brain's too slow. Who knows? Who knows, really? Um, I, I don't know that much about you necessarily. I know about your book. I know about your journey. I know about your mentality. But what do you do for fun? Like, give the people since you without giving too much. You've already, you know, written this book. So uh what do i do for fun i don't know i feel like i'm a boring 24 year old oh my god <laughs> i was running out of ammunition you know <laughs> that's what that question was um no but for real like do you like I... fancy places do you like to go to oh yeah like i like you like, like uh, are you fitting the stereotype of a writer that's what we're trying to get to right now what is the stereotype of the writer? Now I feel like I need to know. So a stereotype, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you what you this tell is. tell me. Like, you know, kind of, if I was looking at your page from an objective point of view. Okay. Like, okay, this is an Indian girl who's trying to be like, I don't know even know if you're Indian, that could be such an offense. Are you Indian? I'm Indian. <laughs> imagine, imagine the fucking travesties. All right, cool. So, yeah, some Indian girl who's trying to be like Rupee Cool. I'm gonna do I'm gonna be blunt, yeah. Um who probably goes to the theater every weekend and voice notes their sisters all the time about all of the great thoughts that they have for new society. <laughs> you know, okay. Well you're like you're like half correct. Okay. I don't go to the theatre all the time. No, well, now I want to. <laughs> uh, 
the last time I've been to a theatre is probably like four years ago, which yeah. now you've made me want to go to the theatre now. So I'm going to go look up tickets after this. <laughs> but, but yeah, I do voice note my sisters all the time because who else yeah. am I going to annoy? If you don't yeah. annoy your family, then you're not, you're not doing it right. Yeah, man. Like, I feel like my confidence have has been because of the way me and my siblings speak. You know, especially my brother, because we obviously grew up together, blah, blah, blah. Like, we kind of started gaining confidence in school around the same time. Mm -hmm. Because we just started opening up to each other a little bit more. You know, when you have that little hub, it's easier to just go out there. Oh, for sure. I think if you have someone to confide in, if you can share the small things, even with your own immediate family, it makes you feel a little bit better of sharing things with other people and then you know your confidence like and in this day and age you kind of have to practice to actually speak to people physically because oh, yeah. how i a tribe sure and when yeah. i when build a tribe <laughs> people especially nowadays because you know we're kind of self-sufficient in our own little uh, communities like you know three four people is cool but yeah. um, I do think I get a lot of my creative expression after interacting with people. I feel like uh, I bounce off other people's ideas, um, some of the things that they say, all the discussions that we have. Like I feel more in a creative spirit after talking with someone. Um, and it doesn't have to be like really intellectual conversation or anything really significant. It's just, it's that energy. I really do feed off people's energy. Um, and I think, you know, that's what helps put me into the creative zone. I don't know. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I would class myself as an extrovert for the same reason, you know? <laughs> the thing is, though, yeah, like, I'll get my most creative thoughts when I've been on a bender for, like, three days. Because I'll be like, I've had no time for thoughts that i need to dedicate my time to thoughts now it's yeah, yeah. just snap back to reality and i'm like okay cool i need to journal about my adventures because this could be part of my book you know what i mean so no, it's exciting. and it's good that you have that yeah. to put all your thoughts into i think it's it's good yeah but do you also feel like you write too much where it's like i'm wasting my time writing do you ever feel like that Sometimes I feel like I write the same things. So I have to sometimes take a step back and be like, oh no, you're kind of conveying the same message over and over again. So yeah. how, how do we change that narrative? How can we start exploring new things? And I think that's what's been the roadblock with me in the second book is that I've really struggled to actually write about me. Yeah. Um, so ironically, I've never written a poem about me um, because I don't know how to yeah because i can't look at myself objectively so the way in which i write about myself will be obviously completely different to how someone else will write about me because there's always a level of judgment uh, that we inflict upon ourselves we are our harshest critics yeah. so um that's why i'm struggling so much with the second book because i'm also an overthinker yeah i think um one thing that's helped me with kind of talking to myself through poetry is mm -hmm. acting as if I'm talking to my best friend but with the advice that I would give myself 
So it it would be insanely harsh. Like me and my friends are, you know, we try our hardest to not be yes men. And that's like a conscious thought that we will have. So yeah, we kind of bash on each other like really harshly. And I kind of take that upon myself when I'm writing to myself, which means that stuff that I say on this podcast will sound preachy as fuck. <laughs> I'm talking to myself mainly before anyone else. So yeah, don't get triggered too much. <laughs> At the same time, the things that trigger you the most are the ones that are going to stick with you and may evoke a change in you. And that's why I feel like I'm going to buy her book and you can do whatever the fuck you want because it's not my money. But yeah. Um, I appreciate you. This talk about your book and everything. I wanted to ask if there was someone like me or you who wanted to start a poetry page wanted to get out there what would your advice be and what was the main roadblocks that got in your way just start don't worry about what anyone's gonna think don't worry about how many followers you start with or end with just understand why you want to do this figure out what your intentions are and what the purpose is and once you have that in your head don't focus about anything else you know i think the first difficult challenge that we get is just starting we put so much hesitation in oh should i do it should i not what will people think i'm not that good enough i'm not professional i have no writing background i don't have an english degree i don't have poetic expertise this is stuff i've learned i've crafted i've been writing for nearly coming to 10 years i'm still not where i want to be but you just keep practicing um, you want to be in it there's no such thing as you'll be where you want to be because that changes in five years time you want to be somewhere else exactly so my only advice is just go for it just start see where it needs to um and, and what's the worst can happen you know you write a book too basically um, <laughs> yeah like the thing is we we need that we're programmed to need the uphill climb because that's where we derive purpose from right yes. the moment of struggle is what fulfillment costs with purpose as a reward yes so let that sit with you for a bit um <laughs> ah on instagram if you want to follow me um i'm going to put all the links down below the book link obviously to purchase that the Instagram, even the website. We're doing it old school right now. Even the yeah. website. All right. Even the website. So, <laughs> anything you want to say to the people, sign off for us. Thank you for having me. And thank you for um, listening to my thoughts. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see what you have to show. I think there's going to be lots of great things coming from you. Uh, I'm excited to see your journey. Yeah, thank you, man. I want to do another episode with you in the studio because I feel like this is like the little introduction and I feel like you're going to have a book at some point. <laughs> I need to have that discussion with you. You get me? Um, but yeah. But nice. I'm going to stop recording now. Thank you.